What I do look back on and am proud of is the confidence and commitment to the belief that it was going to go up. That's the part that drives, drove me to make that big change, is believing in what I believe sure. strongly enough to go for it. All right, Alberto, thanks for taking your time uh, today to talk to me. I'm sure you're very busy, so let's go ahead and get started. You all good? Yeah, thank uh, you for having me. All right, so you were born in Mexico City. You moved to New York as a child, and you were raised with your mom in the city, correct? Yep. All right, so how Basically was... Basically my mom, aunt, and grandma. Okay. How was that as a child, kind of experiencing two different, drastically different uh, yeah. styles? Well, I would go back to Mexico every summer and pretty much every winter break, so I was still there a lot. Um, Loved New York, still obsessed with it, really like Mexico, both still very busy cities, so I've always basically been around what you would call hectic environments, Sure, but truly obsessed with New York. Nice. So, so you're finishing up, or you were finishing up high school, then you got your acceptance letter, you went to uh, Wake Forest first, and then you went to University of Virginia after that. I feel like that was probably an awesome um, feeling, kind of getting... Uh, this acceptance letter out of being an immigrant from Mexico City. So would you say that UVA kind of created this entrepreneurial mindset or would you say it was back from when you were a child back in Mexico City in New York? Uh, it probably, I don't know exactly when it would have started, but it definitely existed before UVA. I was actually in a class at Wake Forest. It was one of those uh, writing seminars you have to take and it was about molecular biology. But for some reason, one of the days we did this thing where you would say what your goal was, like in life, and the class would ask you questions. And then based on your answers, they would also assign you a percent likelihood that you would achieve it. And I, uh, I guess my goal in life at that point was to open a restaurant. And then I was asked a lot of questions about cooking, which I actually don't particularly love to do. So I was given a 1% chance. Um, which is funny because then I emailed the professor, I actually Skyped into the class once. I just thought it was funny when we had opened the second one. I was like, hey, I actually ended up doing that thing. Not in a bad way. I really liked the class. And it wasn't like I was offended that I got 1%. I was sure. just like, that's fair. I don't like to cook. Um, <laughs> but food has always been pretty central. Um, so I'm actually, I guess my blood is Lebanese. Um, and every time I would arrive in Mexico from New York, my grandma would make this like big Lebanese meal and all my like cousins would show up. Um, so I don't know, food's always been at the center of a lot of stuff. Um, my dad's brother, my dad's two brothers own a small um, restaurant chain in Mexico called Taco del Pastor. It's like Mexican street food style, but it's in okay. like a somewhat nicer sit-down setting. Sure. Um, so yeah, wanting to open a restaurant has always been a thing. Who knows exactly why or when that started, but yeah. yeah. Really? I didn't, I, that's something I didn't know. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but you're kind of living what people would say is the American dream, uh, where you go to school, are you from another area, you move, go, move here, you go to school here, and then you get to start this awesome restaurant that we have is Roots. But, um, before you created Roots, correct me if I'm wrong here, you used to work a desk job. So how did that kind of affect who you are now and kind of, how did that transform into coming here and being able to kind of work your own hours and do what you want to do? Yeah. Um... I guess in response to the first one, I just, I feel that I should clarify, 
I did come to the U.S. when I was five, and I feel like I came with a lot more opportunity and support than a lot of other people okay. who immigrate. So, okay. more so than I think some people get to experience. And I think if I'm thankful for anyone on my life now and roots, it's definitely my parents because of that. Absolutely. Um, the question was about the desk job in Capital One. Yes. So I I wanted a cool Wall Street finance job because everyone was getting those. Yeah. Um, and the best I could get was working at Capital One, which was actually going to a lot of people pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the company is awesome. The department I worked in is awesome. My coworkers were awesome. Um, it was probably not the right job for me. I really didn't like my manager. Sure. No one liked my manager, really. Okay. Um, and it just, it, it, it was enough, it kind of hits you after college that like life shit starts. Sure. Because in college you still have like syllabuses and you're still guided along the way of what you need to do to get to where you want to go. If you want an A, you need to do these homeworks and get this amount of questions right on the test. Uh, there's something about after graduation that it just becomes like, like you could fall flat and like your life could be totally ruined mm -hmm. or you could do the opposite. It just, the, the, the results and the structure you have along the way actually becomes a lot more variable. So it kind of hit me that I could do other stuff if I wanted to and if I did it well. Um, a lot of that because of the support of family. From when I got to UVA, actually, I had thought a salad place would do really well here. Okay. The only place, but developing a concept while at college would have been near impossible. Sure. At least I thought it would have been. Um, so the only place that franchised was called Salad Works. Uh, but I remember I went to one in New Jersey that was, I think, the closest one, potentially. Actually, there are some closer ones. Who knows? I guess I was home in New York and there weren't any in New York, so I went to one in New Jersey. Okay. And I really didn't like it. So then I decided to stop worrying about opening a salad place in UVA and basically probably just ended up drinking and being hungover <laughs> instead. Uh, and then after when I was at Capital One and I was like, oh, this really isn't that great and it slowly started to get worse and worse. I remember talking to my dad, I was probably five month, four months into the job and I was like, I really think a salad place would kill it at UVA. Uh, and he was like, you should start it. Yeah. So then... Uh, a friend of I started to put more thoughts down on paper, a business plan. A friend, Alvaro, got very excited about the idea as well. Um, he's my co-founder in this. We entered this startup challenge at the business school. We met an investor through there. Both of our families and then two other friends also invested. And then once we had people besides our parents and friends and this investor, then I basically had a foot out the door and then quit uh, Capital One, which I guess I actually quit exactly eight months into the job, I guess. Really? Yeah. Oof. That's, I mean, that's a huge step too, to just say, all right, we're, we're done with this. This job that I thought I wanted, even yes. though I don't enjoy it right now, this is what I thought I liked, and now all of a sudden I'm gonna do something that, in my head, can really be big, but you don't ha know what's happening yeah. until it happens. People always say you took such a big risk. I really don't think, in my situation, I took any risk at all. Okay. Like. We had met this investor, a couple of friends were about like, what was the worst that could happen? I would learn a ton, like I could lose the capital that my family had put in. But again, I started here by saying the biggest thing I'm thankful for is 
the situation I was in and that they were willing to support me in it and they seemed open to that being a possibility. Sure. What was, what I do look back on and am proud of is the confidence and commitment to the belief that it was going to go up. That's the part that drives, drove me to make that big change is believing in what I believe sure. strongly enough to go for it. Okay, that's, that actually leads really nicely into the next question. So along with the other co-founders, um, what was your vision with Roots when you first started and now uh, where do you think you are currently, and without giving away any insider secrets, where do you kind of view Roots uh, and the health industry in one to ten years? Yeah. So at first, Roots was going to be, it kind of in some ways is, a place that sells salads. Mm -hmm. uh, it morphed as we were developing the menu into what I would call potentially more of a mainstream sure. salad place. And now we feature a lot of rice and grilled items and roasted vegetables. Where I see it going is right now people are like, Oh, sweet greens your competition, or is your competition. But no one goes to every burger place and is like, oh my God, you have so many competitors, how do you do it? Right. But when you go to a salad place, everyone's like, you have so many I think each day, more places are just gonna sell real food, mm -hmm. and it'll be just as normal to see five salad places next to each other as it is now to see five burger places next sure. to each other, five fast food places next to each other. So right now, it almost still feels niche, and new because there just aren't there's so few of these restaurants still compared to all the other ones that sell processed food we'll call it yeah uh, so i see it becoming less of and i hope it goes this direction not this like extracurricular not this extra thing we do sometimes or that some people do all the time which is eat healthy quote unquote but that it's more oh i'll have a burger once in a while or i'll have I would hope we can make this food taste good enough and accessible enough and in the country enough where it's just the stuff people end up eating. It's the norm. Most often. Yeah. Why is an interesting question though. And I think this is a big problem with the, we'll say the health industry or natural food in general. Um, I do not believe, and I think most people agree, the point of eating this food is to live to a hundred or to have a six pack. <laughs> there has to be something better than just looking good on the beach or staying old and wrinkly for a long time. The coolest part is that for some reason, nature seems to have given us all the desire to do a ton of shit. I don't know if I was meant to curse there, sorry. sorry you're all good. Do a ton of stuff. Yep. Um, and it just so happens that this food helps the most. We seem to want to raise families. We seem to want to achieve certain things, we seem to want to develop certain habits. We, and, and what helps with that? Well, getting good sleep helps with that. This food helps with that. Uh, having more energy helps with that. with that. This food helps with that. It's not surprising that we ended up a certain way as people with certain inclinations and desires and motivations to do certain things. And then we also got the food from nature that helps us do that the most because that's actually exactly how it works. The great example is it's not a coincidence that bees pollinate flowers like that's actually exactly how nature works it just works through those relationships um so whether you 
even if you're never gonna ever be on a beach and you are willing to accept that you're gonna you you don't want to live past 70 there is still a point to eating this kind of food a much bigger point than either of those two um so from a personal experience level i i truly believe that you believe in a selfless over a selfish uh business style so meaning you you want to help people eat better and make just better life choices in general. If you make a sale, awesome. If you don't, totally fine, but you're kind of changing the idea on what healthy living actually is. Do you agree with that? And kind of where do you think that Roots is kind of, can kind of step in and help transform that? Yeah, and I wouldn't even say it's better life choices because I don't know if there's good or bad. Like what, what I would say is that the best thing Roots could do is change, help change, because a lot of companies are doing this and it's going the right direction, continue to help further the perspective change we have around food, which is not, which is in some regards, it's a tool, it's, a, it's a something that immediately affects how we feel, it affects how we sleep that night, it affects how much energy we have to play with our kids, it affects how stressed we get at coworkers. It's a direct influence on what we end up doing and how we feel. And then where I think Roots can fit in well for it is, Look, someone, may, someone that eats at Roots once a week, that's eating a lot of Roots. There's 21 meals a week. So they're having 20 of the meals outside of Roots. So one meal a week is actually probably not, does not have a significant effect on their health at all. What does though is realizing that kale can taste really good or going to a salad place that isn't super expensive or actually filling up on grain bowls. So our goal is to change perception more so than just give everyone every meal because that's not possible uh all right so that's the first half that was kind of like the uh background on roots itself now we kind of want to talk a little bit more about you um kind of figuring out uh less about who you are but more about kind of what makes your gears turn um so this is kind of where we're going to peel back some of your layers and figuring out a little bit about your opinions and everything all right (laughs) so uh first one what is your definition of healthy Oh, interesting. I think I would, and I, if I thought about this, I may give more, I may give a different answer. It's funny, I actually, I've never been asked this. I would say it would go back to what I was saying before about removing obstacles. So I would say someone who is healthy, there's nothing in their way that keeps them from sleeping the way that they felt they needed to that night. Or there's no additional stresses that, obviously we all have some stresses, that make it impossible for them to be enjoy playing with their kid that night. So I would say healthy is almost like a degree of balance and an ability to, oh, this is interesting. I think it's something about like, being able to do what you want and not being restricted by and held down by external factors like constantly because there's always going to be some of it yeah um so there's healthy because i don't even think that just applies to like what you eat and what you look like physically and how you feel physically there's obviously like mental health but there's like a broader like healthy thing i think it's something about like the way nature intended us to like have good positive symbiotic relationships with the other life forms around us and be somewhat at peace with ourselves it's a very interesting question. So, huh. <clears throat> so roots. I, I, I think we can probably say. I feel confident saying this. That roots is healthy. 
Um, who or what is your motivation for living healthy? Interesting. I would say I had not lived healthy until last year. What was that change? Uh, the biggest change was I decided to try stuff because if I'm going to sell salads and grain bowls, I should try and do it myself more often. Um, so I told myself I would only drink if I was missing out on an experience by not drinking. Sure. Uh, and then we opened in Pittsburgh January 7th of last year. That was exactly a year ago. Exactly a year ago. And January, it got, went really well quickly. So January 12th, I went to drink with one of the employees, a former director of operations. Um, and I just like woke up kind of hungover and I was like, huh, this kind of sucks now. Yeah. Like I was happy all these days before and now I'm hungover. Uh, so I told myself, I was like, I'm going to see what happens if I don't drink for like two weeks and then two weeks hit and I was like let's see what happens with four and then once it was four weeks I was like oh we're gonna see how long we can do this and it's been since then now uh so now I feel like there's been a lot of things I want to do in my life want to do in a given month want to do in a given week almost want to do in a given day and I would say that eliminating the prospect of for me, and I'm not saying everyone can have very different relationships with uh, alcohol or with their time or with weekends, and I'm not suggesting it has to be like this, but what I've always wanted to do, it seemed like alcohol and this concept of partying on the weekends, and that just seemed to be getting in the way. So eliminating that ended up having all these spillover effects, like going to the gym more, working on harder projects that I maybe have not or didn't want to start, having more time to work sometimes on the weekends uh so i would say again it's been it's had spillover effects that have led to kind of this more physical health kind of stuff but i would say it's really been this year that getting rid of one of those big barriers and obstacles and i thought i was only gonna do it for a year and it was so good it's like the best thing ever who made up these weeks right why do I have to do certain things on Friday and Saturday? I just, it's, it's, it's been hands down the best decision I ever made in my life and don't see when I will ever go back to it. That's awesome. Um, so that's like a lot. Okay. So those, those who know me, uh, know I don't like using the term diet. Uh, I, I just don't, I, I see that correlated with people trying to lose weight and not necessarily everyone who is following something are trying to lose weight, but, um, Instead, I go with the term lifestyle, just because that kind of gives me an, a better idea. And it sounds like you're following a certain lifestyle, which is awesome. Um, are you following any um, lifestyle related to food? Have you tried anything? What are your opinions on those different ones? Yeah. Uh, I think Michael Pollan's, he got it, right? Uh, Who's that? He's a phenomenal writer about his food and culture and health in the world. Uh, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. I think for most people, that's the right way to think about food. Um, when he says eat food, he means real food. When he says eat plant, mostly plants, he does mean mostly plants, I mean, being a vegetarian and not too much. There is, if you want to eat so fast, you want to sit with people, you really want to be conscious about 
you almost just want to have a positive relationship with the food and be conscious about so it is more of a lifestyle but it's almost more of like appreciating that food is was also a living form and just having a positive relationship yeah. i just to add things to what i was doing last year on march 3rd decided to try going vegan thought i would do it for a month kept doing it still that we'll probably keep doing that for a while you now. still are vegan still am vegan okay uh, I'm not even here to like recommend it. Sure. You're just doing it just because you can't. I, yeah, I was doing it to see what would happen. Sure. And who knows what positive spillover effects it has. I do feel like I have oodles of energy. Okay. Uh, but that probably has more to do with just being excited about what I'm doing and then not being hungover. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so I would say that is my lifestyle right now is that I only eat plants. Yeah. The, the workout program that I follow, uh, generally we, um, it follows the uh, eating process of eat meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. So it's always nice to kind of hear how a certain brand follows along with that and going to Roots every single time. You're, you're not going to get something with sugar unless you um, somehow manage to find it in the, in the menu and, um, you can get some nuts in there, obviously get your proteins and veggies. So, um, it is nice to kind of see, um, the effect that it has on your body. So there's so many different recommended diets or lifestyle things at the core. Humans can survive on all of them. Mm -hmm. Eskimos, people who only plants, people who only strawberries, people who Literally no carbs. People who like only eat fruits. I have so many freaking carbs. Yeah. If I couldn't eat carbs, I was vegan. I would die. I eat so <laughs> many starches. Yep. I always wonder with like they, a lot of them work. The thing that doesn't work are the ones that trick the body, and the things that trick the body are the ones that we haven't evolved fast enough by the time they got produced. Yep. So it's pretty much just high sugar and processed carbs. Yeah. As long as you get rid of those, you're fine. Like, and it's not even like you have to get rid of them entirely. Like, those are just the ones. Every single diet or lifestyle thing pretty much agrees that those are the ones that cause the most, we'll say, damage in tricking the body. But what's even still remarkable is you can still eat a good amount of those. And then some people just, I do think you miss out and you will have, like, I think you'll have, your sleep won't be as deep and there will be less positive vibes. You can still eat a good amount of those. If you're counting calories and trying to eat less calories, mm-hmm. the body is remarkable on how many different diets it can perform. It is, we are so lucky to exist in these bodies we have. Yeah. Um, so in essence, a lot work. Some are probably better for some people than others. We don't really know. What we do know is that you should mostly eat real stuff. Uh, and then I do believe in when you change, we make should be little by little. And be yeah. really strongly Can't, that. yeah any drastic change just never yeah it very rarely works out positively so. yeah alright so you uh, a couple questions left you probably have an opinion on fast food um, kind of want to hear what your opinion is on um, there was the uh, introduction of the impossible burger and nutrition menus are customizable uh, you got fruit and Greek yogurts different things like that but there's still going to be the sentiment that fast food equals unhealthy do you believe that to be true do you view roots as a fast food restaurant kind of how do you see us Ooh, that's an interesting question the first one is really how do i view fast food mm-hmm. i think it has a place in the world i think and i'd be curious to see this it seems like it has successfully provided a lot of people with needed 
calories. It's probably too high a percent of the diet. It's probably a little messed up that the direction some of the subsidies go makes it far cheaper than some fruits and vegetables and other less processed foods. It's probably overconsumed in that there's a lot of other foods we sell that have or a lot of other products in the world that have warning labels on them that fast food probably should. Mm -hmm. But if you were to ask me, is all fast food evil? Should we ban fast food? I would definitely say no. It seems aggressive. Yeah. Um, roots is fast food. You do get it fast. Fast does not have to mean bad. Yeah. Fast is just speed. All right. So for the audience, if you are not following the Roots Instagram at Roots NK, you definitely need to. Alberto, you run it, uh, and there are some hilarious memes, and uh, your captions are pretty funny. Uh, where do these ideas come from? I do work with someone. We kind of run it together. Okay. Her name is Jessica Ayakula. Her Instagram is Hungry Girl Big City. She's based out of Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, I still end up doing most of the captions, probably because I'm a little overbearing on it <laughs> and just want to have some say in it. Uh, yeah, the concept for us is again trying to make this food. There's a place, there's a lot of stuff out there 10 foods you should eat, 10 you shouldn't, how to eat healthy. I don't think people need another salad and bowl place time and the kale's good for them. I also just find that like that stuff gets kind of beat after a while. Mm -hmm. So our approach was a little different, which was make the food look tasty, make it relatable, make it friendly, make it approachable. So lighthearted captions were obvious memes were a must uh, and yeah we're just kind of trying to make it a little chiller mm -hmm. and a little easier the whole eating real food kind of thing and sometimes so many places just drown you in the well kale has vitamin k which helps with blood clotting and you're like jesus christ who cares um so yeah, it was just trying to be chill, I guess. Uh, what is your ultimate life goal and why that dream? My ultimate life goal is to be radically influential on the planet and the human species. Why? It sounded very political, but I like it. Uh, I've actually thought about it and that's why it probably sounded like because I actually, the more and more I think about it, I do, it does seem the things I get most excited about are the ones where I feel like I can change the world for the better. Awesome. Uh, why? Because I don't know. That seems so fun. Right? Yeah. To like have had a big impact on the world and help people. Do you think and, you're like, doing change that? Change the world. Do you think you're doing that right now? Because how many, a little how bit. many restaurants do, do we six. have? We have six and then there's a couple planet. Five or, opening this year. Correct. So and hopefully we double next. Hopefully we can have 20,000. Yeah. I get, I'm very little by little. Who knows if you've ever really just got to keep doing it. It would seem chill at the end of life to be like, I changed stuff. Yeah. For the better. For the better. Like more people smiled. Right. Because I lived. It only takes one smile a day though. To yes. change. Yeah. If you change one person a day, then like, in my opinion, you changed a, or you made a positive impact. Yes. Right. So if you can do that to however many people come into a single restaurant times 11 for the year times however many in the future that I think you're doing a real good job That's with that, the right? Goal. And then from there, who knows what other 
products and worlds we move into with roots. There you go. The name does have legs. The concept of being healthy to our first question does have legs. There's a lot more to it than just food. Food's probably actually like the second thing or third. It's not even like a list. There's just something about engaging in life and yourself in a, in a positive way that I think is more what healthy is all about and food's just a part of it. But yeah. Who or what is the biggest backbone in your life? Mom and dad. Yeah. I talk to them both this year in particular so often. Yeah. Like, I think I talk to them every day for like eight months straight, which I didn't even intentionally mean to do. It just seemed to happen. Dad, I call more for advice and see what he thinks about certain business things at times. Mom, I definitely call more if I'm feeling a certain way. It's much more of like an emotional conversation. Yeah. It's It's nice to have that sort of yeah, backbone kind of just helping you. I, I have three uh, little sisters. I grew up with uh, they're all half sisters. I grew up with the half sisters on my mom's side. They're eleven and sorry, twelve and fifteen, uh, and they're like my favorite people in the entire world. Good. They're they're the the best. Uh, so I talk to them a lot, and you think about them. they're they're awesome. They're so funny. No. I really enjoy that they exist in my life. All right, last question for you. Uh, what is a cause that people should know more about that you hold close? I don't get why so many public schools are so bad. We have so much money and we spend so much on it. I don't get why some... I just, I can't get I think I've seen it like three times, the documentary Waiting for Superman. Jesus Christ, it's like the worst thing, like there's anything, but it's never, it's not talk, I just don't get why we can't, that one sucks, that one's super unfair, that one's like the most bullshit of all the things, not foreign policy, I'm sorry, not healthcare, not anything, not how high taxes are, or how low they are, nothing to me is more important, particularly I think in this, honestly, even the planet, all of it, like, I just don't get why we're alive right now and we have all this money as a country. Why? And there's, there's a lot of things in that movie and the more I've looked into it, and I am starting uh, a nonprofit with a former employee targeted at trying to help a lot of kids. Uh, I just, it's just, it's so, it's so uncool. Mm-hmm. It's it, very good point. It does seem like there are places that have a definite advantage because their town or their city has more money and can throw in more money to um, a certain area. And then there are just some that just seem like they're completely left by the wayside. So that's a very interesting way to look at it. Don't really, most people don't really think about the public school system too much. It's like the biggest thing. It is, because they're, they're the ones who are coming in. It's who like are the be single most important thing. Leading us. Yeah. Everything else is less important. I'm gonna go out and make a bold claim. Someone would probably argue. I mean, I don't follow politics or think sure. about it like pretty much ever. Okay. Because probably smart. <laughs> it's just a bunch of stuff that I like can't really control, and I'm not that vocal about it, so I'm not changing perceptions about it. I think I can. I think it's probably my net impact on the world can be more positive if I just think about salads and grain bowls. Uh, for now. Right. That's not who. That's not. That's not going to define you. But big for now. It is certainly. Yeah. Nice to work on.
Um, but if you check out, I've had somewhat this extra time without the drinking. Uh, and then there's a former employee that worked with us for four years that is the absolute most awesome person. And then I have always wanted to donate, but I haven't a lot. So I started talking to him about it. And we're going to start, uh, it's actually already registered as a nonprofit. We already have met with a lot of schools in the area. We're already surveying teachers and students. It's called Basics for Kids. Okay. Uh, there's a great book called Behave by Thomas Sapolsky. He's a Stanford neurobiologist. It basically is interesting. Um, certain outcomes in life, like poor health, high crime, high stress, are not correlated with poverty, nowhere near as much as they are correlated with the feeling of poverty. What that means, happiness is the biggest one, what that means is that it's really mostly in heavily unequal societies where people are constantly reminded what they don't have, where you have lower levels of happiness, higher levels of poor health, higher levels of disease, higher levels of stress. Uh, so there's little things that can make a really big impact, I think, on kids' lives, like deodorant or socks without holes, or bed sheets. So the concept is instead of trying to change a couple of kids' lives, whether it's through paying all the way through graduation, or whether it's through a lot of money on research for a disease, and I'm not saying all of those aren't good, a lot of kids go to school without breakfast, so then you're like hungry until 12, you're not paying attention, you're not hungry, you're not actually caring about school. A lot of kids go to school without having gotten a haircut that they wanted. So they don't feel good in school. They're not there to... Like, that, that's a tough environment to exist in if you don't feel good. Uh, so the concept is to kind of find low-cost, high-impact stuff and items that can make a big difference in reducing stress in kids by reducing the feeling of poverty. All his idea. He grew up in a very tough neighborhood, was in foster care, and knows a lot of people in the community. None of this was my idea. It's almost super important that none of it was my idea because I have no clue what it's like. Uh, so that'll be interesting. We'll also be very glued at tracking the impact we're making. So many nonprofits reach out to work with us, mm -hmm. and all they tell you as they're like what they're tracking is how much money they raise. They don't tell you anything about the difference they've made or whatsoever. So in essence, they probably become more inefficient as they raise more. Right. The good thing, I could talk about this for no, hours, please but the on. good thing about the for-profit sector that almost makes it easier in some respects is you have profit as an indicator for if you're making the right trade-off decisions and if you're becoming more efficient. Whereas nonprofit is just telling you what it's not for. What is it for? There's a lot of different ones, but it is kind of important to have a numerical metric that you're tracking. Otherwise, it's hard to make decisions. Uh, it's hard to know whether spending 100K to put one child through college, let's say, is more effective than spending, than giving 1,000 to 100 different kids who maybe can buy breakfast for who knows how amount of time or notebooks. It's tough knowing 
you just have to be very intense and question yourself a lot, I think, when you're in the nonprofit sector, if you are spending money in the most uh, helpful way and stick to those metrics and follow them. Um, so the approach will try and be very, a lot of testing, a lot of surveying, control groups, A-B testing, uh, trying to bring in as many principles of monitoring results and outcomes as possible. Which a lot of nonprofits do, don't get me wrong. Right. I just know a lot don't. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a... Who did it the best, close. right? The person who also built probably the greatest business ever is Bill Gates. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to keep people alive. Yeah. And it was actually in a very efficient way. He went, he was like, nice. Um, and you listen to them talk, and they were their culture was very much linked to the efficiency, and the results, and outcome. Yeah. Which sometimes you're like, oh, that's a, that's just for money. And you're like, no, those are good metrics for whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. No, that's totally fine. I that like I said, this is meant to kind of figure out more about who you are. So, I think we got a very good idea on kind of who you are, what you're doing, and what's next. So. Um, very quickly, can you tell me the locations of the restaurant and what's coming up, or what's opening up this year? Yeah, all the existing ones or Correct. just the ones coming? Existing ones plus the ones coming. So which ones Two are you? Two in Charlottesville right now. Okay. One in Richmond, one in Delaware, University of Delaware. The Richmond one is by VCU. Uh, one at the University of Pittsburgh, one at Penn State. By the way, the two in Charlottesville, one is just app catering. But it takes about as much work as another restaurant, so yeah. I count it as It one. counts, yep. And the new ones, the first one will be Virginia Tech, okay. Blacksburg, then a second location in Pittsburgh, the first non-college routes. Ooh, nice. I know. Yeah. Big moment. I, I didn't know that. In Shadyside. Okay. Uh, then the next one will probably be Morgantown, West Virginia, by University of West Virginia. Nice. Then another Richmond non-college one, okay. kind of somewhat close to University of Richmond uh, in the West End area. Yep. Uh, and then another downtown, and then another one in Pittsburgh, which will be downtown. Okay. Uh, and that'll be an interesting one because there are so many people down there. It's like opening in New York almost. Ooh. I know, I'm really excited for that one. We haven't found a space yet, but there's a couple I'm looking at. Awesome. Alberta, you're here in Charlottesville. I'm in Richmond. There are a lot of employees under Roots, and it sounds like everyone is very much enjoying it, as am I. So thank you so much, Alberta. This has been awesome. And uh, thanks for giving me the chance to chat with you. Thank you for coming. I enjoyed this. Yeah. The okay. question of what does healthy mean will be up on my mind. Maybe write it down on your whiteboard. I'm this. definitely going to sit with that one for a while. I don't think I've ever asked myself that, which is wild. People should ask themselves that. These more were very often. good. I was, I did, when you sent me these, I was like, these are really good questions. So this is also helpful and interesting for me. Thank you. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Bye. Bye. Well, that's the end of the show. Can't thank you guys enough for listening. If you enjoyed it, maybe tell a friend, let them know what you listened to today and that it actually made you think a little differently about health and healthy living. You can share it on your Instagram story, which is what all the hip kids are doing, right? Uh, and if you didn't like it, then hey, act like it never happened. No need to tell anyone except for me that. That would be nice. I <laughs> hope you guys have the best day of your life. I'll be back next week with another interview, which is going to be huge. Chat soon, y'all. Peace.